Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That is my pen name. That's not my real name. Uh, I've never been able to process when people think they're better than me. Actually, let me let me correct that statement a little bit. I've never been able to process when I assume that people think they're better than me. Because it dawned on me recently, I don't think I've ever had a single person ever actually say that to me or about me or text me or email anybody else. No one has ever actually said that. So most of that feeling is just me picking up sense that might not even exist. In sobriety, I've spent a lot of time working on that. I, I still don't quite understand why my back goes up when I detect that maybe, maybe you're looking down on me for some reason. I, it's been, this been an issue my whole life. I remember as a kid getting into massive arguments about, about why my favorite sports teams were better than your favorite sports teams. And then our teams would play and your team would win. And then I would be devastated on Monday. Like, what am I going to do? My team lost to the other kid's team. I took it so personal. And I basically just kept going like that from sports teams up through everything else in life. The sports team thing is pretty ridiculous. And so I, I got over letting my self-esteem ebb and flow based on how the how the Giants played on Sunday. But for everything else in life, I, I really had a hard time with it. Exhibit A was dating. I mean, geez, nothing was harder than dating because everybody, I think every human being takes rejection pretty hard. But I found myself devastated when someone didn't like me quite as much as I liked them. And I knew other people that were able to go on a few dates and then the relationship fizzles out and they just move on. Not me. I took it as this like deep blow to my psyche and to my self-worth. And it wasn't just dating. You know, I couldn't even like one single snarky comment. Um, I, I couldn't handle it. You know, I kept thinking like, well, I, well, I need to get you back now. I need to, I need to hit you twice, you know, and it was so petty and a very good window into how many insecurities I had in almost every area of my life. And then you factor in what 10 years of active addiction did to me. I spent many, 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 many days, probably a few thousand if I counted them up, knowing that deep down I was doing awful things every day, that I was lying and cheating and stealing and living a fake life. Um, so that hair trigger reaction of immediately feeling like someone's looking down on me it got even worse because I looked down on me too, you know? If you have terrible self-esteem, it's pretty easy to think people, other people don't think much of you because you don't think much of yourself either. Well, good news. I got sober and I don't have to live like that anymore. I, I still don't react great when someone is condescending toward me, but I take it a lot less personal. Um, it Because of the 12-step work I've done, I, I really learned to figure out my part of things, and then let go of the rest. You know, oftentimes so when somebody's a jerk toward me, it's it's hurting them way more than it's hurting me. You know, what you think of me is none of my business, as we say. And I'll tell you, more and more as I get older, I meet people. There are jerks in the world. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be Pollyannish about it. You're going to meet some assholes. But being an asshole, I, I've tried this lifestyle myself. Not a great choice over the long haul. It's not something that, that I want to embrace. And so when I see somebody acting like a dick, it's on them, man. It really is. And I know that I know the price you pay for that. You know, it's it's hard. So I, I end up feeling more sympathy for someone that's a jerk than than I used to.
I'll give you one funny example, though, of of how I'm still a work in progress. The reason I even chose this topic is because of something that happened the other day with my daughter's boyfriend. She's in high school now. You know, she's college is right around the corner. And I've gotten to a place where I'm determined to be the kind of parent who, who does the best they can, then trusts his kids to make their own choices. And um, my kids are, they're good kids, you know, and I'm present. So I'm, I'm just, I got to live like that. I don't want to be micromanaging their lives and helicoptering over them because I, I personally don't think that's going to serve them best. Um, I tried that early on in fatherhood and I didn't think it actually even worked. So, I mean, I, I keep thinking to myself, I can't go on every date they ever go on. I can't go to every party they're ever invited to. I can't study for every test for them. Right. And it's, it's hard. It's hard. It really is. I need, I, I really need a higher power and a belief in the universe that everything will be okay, that I do the best you can and, and leave the rest. I learned about a lot of that through sponsorship and how, you know, what am I going to do? Lock people in my, a closet at my house and make them get sober and read literature and work the steps from my closet. Like, no, same with my kids. I'm here. I'm here to support them at all times through anything, but I can't make good choices for them. You know, it's their life. So back to the boyfriend story, for, for the first time, I dropped her off at her boyfriend's house the other day, and there, I had a lot of nerves about it, you know, um, but I wanted her, I wanted, I wanted her to be happy, so my daughter's a great kid, so is he, really like him, so I, I spoke at length with his parents, they seemed like wonderful, attentive people, um, and so I felt, I felt really good as I got ready to leave their house after I dropped her off. But I was standing on the front steps talking to his mom and we're winding down our conversation and I was about to leave when I saw right behind her, saw my daughter and him walk behind the mom and start going upstairs, presumably to watch a movie. That's what I was told anyway. And as they went up the steps, he turned, made eye contact with me and he didn't smirk or make any weird looks, nothing like that. But my first thought was that son of a bitch. He is just, he's rubbing it in my face. He thinks he got one over on me. Nobody gets one over on me. Let me show him. <laughs> but before, before I could blow the whole thing up, tell my daughter we're leaving and, and peel out from the driveway, I caught myself. You know, if I were an old school VCR, you know, my best button would be the pause button. I always need to take a breath and, and think through my gut reactions because my first instincts are usually pretty bad. So I paused for a second and I don't know what he was thinking. You know, I doubt it was what I projected onto him, but I ended up smiling, waving and leaving. Um, I trust my kid. And now more than ever in my sobriety, I trust my own process of working through those feelings. Um, I have a much better radar now for what I can control and what I can't. Um, did I have a few moments the rest of the afternoon where I snarled for a second thinking about that look? Yes, I did. Did I capture that look for eternity in my brain? Yes, I did. But my daughter, she appeared to have a really good time. I picked her up a few hours later, and I laughed. I moved on, and uh, I'll try to do better the next time. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share.